0: Well, welcome back and welcome in PFP fam. It's episode 24. We got the divisional review conference preview. You can follow the pod at pro football underscore pod. We got the news, angels, injuries, game previews for this weekend and Hoekstra top five D lineman edge boys. How y'all like this weekend, y'all boys? There was some pretty exciting games, wouldn't you say? A couple blowouts, you know, one blowout and a couple tough games, you know.
1: Yeah, every game but the Eagles game was pretty interesting. The Bills game, honestly, the only thing that kept it interesting was the fact that Josh Allen was on the other side of the ball. But if it wasn't, that game would have been absolutely boring as well.
0: Well, exactly. I mean, I kind of consider that one a blowout too, just because it wasn't a tight game, you know, didn't come it down wasn't to the wire at all. It wasn't a one possess- possession. It was a two possession game the whole time.
2: Yeah, there was enough scoring in that game too, for it to be like quick scoring at first. And then it kind of hit this lull where no one scored. And then Bills come back a little bit and back and forth. The Eagles were just nonstop fucking like machines they were getting through everything and were never going to get slowed down i think that the receiver for the giants is absolutely the issue at this
0: point like they know what their issue is i don't think that's all it's going to take though but
1: no but their number one priorities this offseason is uh figuring out what they're doing with daniel jones and saquon barkley if they pick up the fifth year option of Daniel Jones, that allows them to franchise tag
0: Saquon. Saquon wants 16 mil.
1: That's where I think that if they franchise him, then it's a matter of are you going to play on the franchise tag?
2: Which he franchise has tagging. to play on the franchise tag, bro. It, I'm so Lady on know. Bell. Le- Thank I'm you. That, that, no, Le'Veon Bell is exactly why you play on the franchise tag. He ruined his career. This guy has had one good season before this year without like getting hurt. Saquon is who we're talking about. So uh, I think
1: that he's stupid to not fucking play. He has to play. He has to show that he's still the shit. The only difference is number one, their play styles. Le'Veon was the more patient, not as athletic back. Number two, Le'Veon did that shit towards the end of his career when he was falling off physically, anyways. It was after his first contract. And it was only three years into his first contract.
2: So two years from now, Saquon's gonna be in the same position. He's never gonna get five years, 16 million a year. Like that's not gonna fucking happen. I think if he does I mean, if he yeah, absolutely he'll get it at the fucking Houston. He might get it for the Bears. They might pay that type of money. But even they're going for, you know, we're going to try to keep the rosters cheap with um, Justin Fields and and like keep these young
0: guys and not pay anybody too much. Yeah, it kind of depends on what like Saquon wants and what other teams want. And they got to come together perfectly because if he doesn't want to leave the Giants, I mean, that's, you know, it seems like he really is gung ho about his team. So,
1: just looking at the numbers, if they do franchise him, it's looking like with the cap and just because it has to take the average of the top five yep. positions, he Our would top get- five running backs top five run he would get 10.1 million dollars for next season under the franchise tag
2: and they can do that for two more fucking seasons get him through the rest of his prime and then if they decide that they want to pay him they're never going to give him 16 they can give him 12 or 13 isn't that what
1: Le'Veon did they franchised him the first year he was fine with it he played and then the second year they tried to franchise him again and that's when he sat out am i correct on that I'm not sure. I'm not sure, honestly. It might have been the first franchise year. What's up, Austin?
0: So he's already asking for 16 mil? 16 mil. mil. That's he what wants, the reports coming out are saying. Is he, that he wants what uh, Christian so McCaffrey So that shows guy. you where his head's at. I mean, he wants to be yeah, on the team, I mean, but he just wants to get paid.
1: Yeah, he's, he's one of the top in the, his position. And like yeah, I feel like he showed to he
2: me I could pay that much.
1: In money. this last season, he hasn't been on the field enough for me to feel comfortable paying him that money. Exactly. To I mean, his three, rookie year
2: seasons. and this year. And that's it. He's had, his rookie year, he was unstoppable, amazing, got hurt. And then it was just like two more seasons of him being mediocre, never really getting it together. And then this year, he
0: finally is a top five guy. But he still See. wasn't number one. On the other hand, we got Ezekiel Elliott taking a team-friendly deal. How about that? They uh, they restructured him.
1: He's willing to. I, He's I, willing okay. to. Yeah,
0: I did see that he
1: was willing to restructure so that way. Because I mean, if they're looking to possibly franchise tag Tony Pollard, and then you're play, paying two running backs,
0: top five they're money. They're about the same age. That's the thing. They're around the same age. It's not like Tony Pollard came in young two back. or
2: three years. Two or three years two. after the second uh, like, Zeke.
0: Hey, yeah. I'm just
1: saying I picked up Tony Pollard in my Madden franchise, and he's led the league in <laughs> rushing two years in
0: a row. So I'm just saying, bro. Hey, oh, I haven't played with him in the Madden yet. I, I used to do that play. with
2: Chase Edmonds like
0: two years he's ago. So you get him so it. late, and really. he was so
2: fast. Chase Edmonds was easy to get that I was with. with it. Oh, man,
0: how about Josh days. Allen? Hey, how about Josh Allen and the Bills missing their window? But Joey B was cold as ice in that below-freezing game. You know he's eight and zero oh now in below freezing games. That's nuts. Eight and oh. 8 and zero. I'm, oh. I'm willing to
1: say, Joey Joe Burrow is the best pure quarterback in the NFL right now. Like Patrick Mahomes know, is the hell of a playmaker and everything so like, like that. But if we're talking Aaron like, Rodgers' role, like the, it, the yeah. accuracy, standing no. in the pocket, controlling me, the line, you know, that is Mahomes. Like Mahomes is Aaron Rodgers. Like improvising get out of the pocket making plays side arming shit making plays downfield just saying what no, like in structure. Joker. like exactly like he knows exactly where he's going he's reading the defense at an elite level right now the offensive coordinator I, it's hard for me to pick the pick the chiefs over them next week at the way i've just seen them play the last few weeks I want the Whoa. Chiefs, but it's hard
2: to pick them. Like, it's hard to say that they're going to win. I want them to. I, I if, Which is weird, too, for me, because they've been so many times over the past five years. They're like the dynasty. Like, why would you hope for them to win instead of the underdog? But I just, I guess maybe it was that fucking Cincinnati game we went to and all those fans being assholes
0: after Tua got hurt. Well, I mean, Burrow does have the upper hand. Mahomes got a broken ankle, you know? I it's a ankle. high ankle sprain. Um, yeah. I'm not, not saying good. it's broken. I'm just saying it's, it's, not, you know. it's not something you want going into a, a big football game like this. Absolutely. But that brings us into our next topic. He'll play through it, though. I'm not worried. Are, is the Chief going to be able to overcome the Tiger?
2: I don't know, man. You, you remember last year after Christmas, whenever we traveled up to Kansas City and we saw the Sea of Red? That's what, that's what they about to see. And I, I know that uh, they were there last year. They were there. They've been there before. They've won some games there before, but three <laughs> and Burrow is three and O versus Mahomes. Man, hey, it only takes
0: one. It only takes one, and then you're not O anymore. Four and O now.
2: No, he's saying in in um oh, specifically Justin. in Kansas City.
0: Oh wow. See, I mean, he's but- undefeated against them regardless. So.
1: But hey, not to backtrack, but we didn't really talk about it too much with Josh Allen and how the Bills essentially they're they've got a lot of contracts up on defense this year with Jordan Poyer, Tremaine Edmonds. They've got some key guys that are up this year, and they obviously we saw they need more playmakers than what they have on offense. I mean, did they miss their window or are they just a matter of retooling it a little bit this off season. And they're set to be a favorite again. The Stefan Diggs
2: thing worries the fuck out of me because of how worried he is and how much it is that he doesn't seem to be want to be around the team anymore. He only has a very limited amount of guaranteed money uh, that if they, they could trade him, uh, they can like get assets for Stefan Diggs right now, get a first and something else. And like he's at that 28-29 range of receiver where like you're going to give him their last contract. You're not really looking to 34, but for 31, 32, 33, I'd like to still have this guy. I think that if he leaves, they're fucked. Like their offense, they absolutely need to add another guy. I think um, you guys heard about DeAndre Hopkins uh, being a potential trade target. Uh, I saw the Patriots as somebody that's looking for him. I think the Bills absolutely need to be looking to trade for something like that him that plus deep. Stefan and then Gabe Davis, Isaiah McKenzie. That was underneath. my next question.
0: What is what do the Bills need to do to make it back make it to the Super Bowl? Make it on a run because they were making it on a run. I mean, obviously Von Miller's hurt, but Honestly,
1: like- I think they need a more well-rounded offense instead of like relying on Josh Allen to be Superman. And like Tony Romo said it 27 times that last game about how he's Superman and he leads the team in rushing yards. He leads the team in rushing attempts. He literally, if it was not for him, that team would have maybe won five games this year.
0: Can you name me a worse back in the league than Singletary, Devin Singletary?
1: Oh, I can name you a lot of terrible backs. No, the a starting
0: game, back, a number one starting running back on a team that you would rather not you'd have rather than Singletary. have. Yeah,
1: I mean, I would. Like, I'm put saying him in Singletary like, is like the worst running, like the running back the in the league. Tier of starting running backs. Now, however, for his skill set and the way that offense is, I don't think it's necessarily built the way. For him to flourish, necessarily, like
2: Austin, I think that you are leaning it a lot on like Singletary as a back. Whenever it's more on the offensive game plan, and like we said it in the preseason before the season started, that the Bills were likely going to throw the ball more times this year than anybody had fucking ever. They just got James Cook. Devin Singletary isn't a true running back. One, he's more of a receiving back that can run inside. So, like, I think the expectations of what he is, it's not to be that. James Cook should take his job next year. That's the expectation for almost everybody.
0: But if they played more like the Eagles-type scheme and had that power run game and then we're able to throw the ball. But still, like, I I just don't think they have the big-body receivers. Like, yeah, they don't have E.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. If if you give
1: him 12 to 14 carries, he can get you 65 to 80 yards. Like, to me, honestly, I see him as a more healthy Jeff Wilson Jr. And Jeff Wilson Jr. is effective as shit whenever he's in the right system and the right scheme. And so, like I said, I mean, Devin Singletary, he's also set to be a free agent this year, and he – Quite honestly, might be a target for the Dolphins because they have the needed running back. They don't have any under contract this next year. Mostert and Wilson are probably set to come back, maybe one of them. But Singletary's from Miami, works out in Miami, works out with the same trainer that Tua works out with. So, I
0: mean, the connections are there as well. If you notice, the three teams, maybe four, but three teams that are left in this run have the three biggest, strongest receivers on their team. And that helps out in the run game.
2: It does. I mean, them? the forty ers it's all it's their whole scheme is that the receivers Literally. need to be able to block too. Like uh Brandon Ayuk's biggest strength is his run blocking. And then at the same time,
0: he's a massive athlete on the top side. Eagles are soaring into that Super Bowl, it looks like though. How y'all feel about that? Based off last week, they they don't look like they're gonna get stopped until they run into a break wall like the 49ers.
1: I was about to say that 49ers defense is a lot different defense. than that New York Giants defense. That shit's tough. And their offense is, I mean, they have
2: two real receivers. They have um, Kittle, who's, I mean, honestly, a top 20 receiver, if he was on any other team in uh, the, the way he just
0: sneaks and gets open. but That little bobble catch he had, insane. That was awesome. He's on, got some hands.
2: I think that the Eagles had a really good season. They had a great run. But as long as Brock Purdy can continue to make zero mistakes, it's impossible to beat the 49ers. I don't know how you beat them unless you force that kid to make a mistake. He throws the ball away so quick every fucking time. It's like he's got Kyle Shanahan literally sitting on his shoulder.
1: Well, also, I mean, the Eagles' number one strength is their rushing offense, and the number one strength of the 49ers' defense is that rushing defense, not to mention that pass rush. So I think it's a matter of really just keeping Jalen Hurts in the pocket with Bosa, not allowing him to beat you with his legs. And just stopping the bullshit runs and option runs that they do with Boston Scott and Gainwell and Miles Sanders and the whole stable of running backs that they use. Cause I mean, if you force Jalen hurts to beat you with your arm versus that defense, I think you might see a lot of what Dak gave you last
0: week. I don't Yo, know. I actually have more confidence in Jalen hurts doing it and getting the job done, especially if you're going against Purdy in that kind of aspect, like, the garbage time aspect trying to get the ball down the field and push it like i think the eagles have a good enough defense it's good enough secondary to stop purdy from doing that where i don't think the 49ers have a good enough secondary to stop hurts from really getting it done
2: i'm and fucking it's scary because pit- i do
0: think the 49ers will win i'm fucking pissed at dallas bro
2: the way that they fucking treated Dak on Twitter was absolute bullshit. Talking about those two fucking game changing picks and like all this, like like it was just him. I mean, there's a fucking eleven people on offense. Yeah, he made two mistakes, but like he's not the only one out there not playing up to the caliber what that offense could have played at. It to to put everything on Dak like that, I think that that's just like such a shitty organizational thing. They should have fired that fucking guy.
0: That's a great leader. He's a great leader, one of the best in the league. That's just a huge aspect as a quarterback. He's also a great quarterback. We've seen that throughout the years. Yeah. Now I mean, we know he's been dealing with some injuries, ankle injury, shoulder, fucking finger. So like, yeah, it's gonna take some time to get back into the rhythm. He's not the perfect player that he was a couple of years ago. I'm not saying perfect, but like the, the dude put up some numbers. Yeah, he's making a lot of mistakes, but I don't. As a Cowboys fan, I wouldn't give up on him. I've seen that he shows heart. And he shows that drive. Now, coaching-wise, you know, those coaching decisions we make late in the game, that's really alarming. Really now, fucking alarming. To me, that's
1: – it's not all on Dak. Now, to say it, you know, Dak can't take some of the bl- – he absolutely – like, I mean, just yeah. – he looked rattled the whole game. I mean, game. he's throwing interceptions. And, like. and I mean, one of the interceptions, the, the tip pass to Fred Warner – now, granted, it was tipped. He shouldn't have thrown that ball, period. Jimmy Warner yeah, right And there. Fred it, Warner made a fucking play on that ball, and, too. But that's it where went right also, into his hands. It was like Kellen oh. Moore did nothing to adjust his game plan. And when Tony Pollard went out, they just – and Mike McCarthy even said, like, you know, Tony Pollard, you know, you want to get the ball in his hands, so it does kind of affect our scheme. When And so, to me, it's like if your scheme's wrapped around your running back, too, that yeah. much <laughs> –
2: you, whenever but you have CD it's, it's Lamb, like, Michael Gallup, you've got Dalton Schultz, you've got all these pieces of offense, and Tony Pollard's your game plan. Ellen Moore, I needs mean, to go. you like, saw all Moore's year, though. He, Hold he, on. Yeah.
0: You saw You saw all year long how big of an aspect Tony Pollard was for us. So, like, him going down did hurt us, you know? Well, that was a huge aspect. It
1: did, but you still have CD Lamb. You still no, have I understand. And he ate. You still have Zeke. You still have well, Michael what we're Gallup. Saying is, like, like, that, that Michael Gallup
0: of, like, goose egged. That, that
2: concept of the next man up, though, that like whoever the guy is that's replacing the guy that just got hurt has to be able to compete at that same level. Like that's playoff football. Like I think that the 49ers, if you looked at their team, the way that, or I'm sorry, not the 49ers, uh, the Bengals versus the Bills, the way that the Bengals were attacking on defense and the way that they were just aggressive and scrappy and that whole fucking game, they were going to win. They now that's how in, the
0: Cowboys were playing on defense. You, you can't they, say anything about Your that. offense, like, they just were playing their ass against 49ers. Off. You're talking about a team that puts up over 30 points, 34 points a game, and we held them to 19. Like, yeah, it was huge. All field goals and then one touchdown. Like, come on. Now, those guys also the 49ers, had two days extra rest. The Cowboys played on that Monday, yeah, they so, played on like, Saturday. They had extra time of rest. Nice. And we talked about it a couple episodes how big of an aspect that is rest time. And getting yeah. your body ready for this big game like this, especially now, against a defense like I they will, had to go against, that's huge. I
1: will say though, they've already played each other this year, so the film is there, and also at this point in the season, the films there on Purdy. <laughs> at this, it, he's played the last eight weeks. The film's there. Yeah, like no. at this point in the season, any of these athletes will tell you, a uh, extra day or two is going to do nothing for your body. If you're hurt, you're hurt like that's your everybody right now is playing through shit so like that These extra day or though, two it, does. it might give you a little bit but it's not giving you that much of an, of an advantage that cat that dallas defense did everything possible for dallas to win that game that offense is what lost that game for them parsons 100%. looked like he
2: was he,
1: parsons wanted
2: to win MVP. that game more than he
1: wanted to win any game in his playing fucking like an
2: career
0: MVP. Dallas Dallas offense isn't looking complete, not yet, but we'll get it done next year. But you know who is looking complete if they can get fully healthy is the Chiefs offense. They're looking good, they got all the pieces, you know, filling in the puzzle all nicely. Even though we that was the big thing, we were scared about them coming in this season. Like, who's their receivers that Patrick Mahomes is throwing the ball to? It's just going to be Kelsey, but like, he's feeding it all around. You don't really know who he's dishing it to. Well, Kelsey. Kelsey has historically, this is his like best
2: season. He he did some shit that nobody's ever done before. 10 receptions in the first half. Jesus. That's insane. And wasn't Jesus he one Christ. reception from breaking the record? Like, he didn't he tie the reception record in a playoff game, or was he Bird still one like, away from that? I, I believe all, he was not still tight away ends. From it that. was all time receptions. I think it was 15, and he might have finished with 14. But like, Oh my fucking god, dude! Like he, so Travis Kelsey's the number one. Honestly, though, the player I was the most surprised to see, kind of just grinding out every yard that he could was Tony
0: mm-hmm. Kadarius, Kadarius. Fucking Tony, Tony yep. bro. Kadarius, you're right. You're that right. boy was
2: he? was he looked like Debo, but like with another fifteen fucking pounds on. Bro, like, dude, do you see him
0: knocking? You no, see
2: no.
1: Pacheco Less. hitting the burners on that More. left side there? That one run.
2: The way he was hitting people, oh. it was like Debo with an extra fifteen pounds. He was just yes. running through and getting the fucking first yards. Uh, no, Justin, what did you
1: say? Did you see Pacheco on that hit the burners on that one? It, because he wears number ten and he is smaller, like It looked like Tyreek out there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Is that the Cheeto? <laughs> what?
2: Not nah, just a Cheeto. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, think, <laughs> I think um I think that the Chiefs like I said, I want them to win so fucking bad. I think their defense isn't elite enough to potentially get it done. That offense is unstoppable force though.
0: Speaking of chiefin', I mean Chiefs or chiefin, yeah. How about y'all's coach, the dolphins coach, Chiefin' on the sideline? What about that, boys? Let's bring it back a week. What what was Coach doing over there on the sideline? i saw that last week i saw that bouncing around
1: on twitter and I—it's cheap enough number one i don't think it was a vape i think it was a pin cap and you know people just sit there and mess with it and it's cold as shit out there anyway so if you exhale anything it's gonna look like smoke number two if it is the who the fuck cares that's Richard. what I'm
0: saying. I love that
1: everyone's getting on Mike's dick about this. Like, like, if you're in a playoff game, you probably need it to get your nerves down a little it, bit,
0: bro. Like, the, I mean, I'm It was the it. time he hit it. It was a really, the bills everyone were coming back. Who, it was stressing. Everyone wants to make
2: this nerdy little white kid that lives in Miami and is now the head coach of the Miami Dolphins into a fucking douchebag everyone wants him to be the biggest fucking douchebag that there is the the nice oakleys the fucking super white shoes like everything he does is fly in miami and blah 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 they're trying to turn him into a douchebag that's what the media wants he's a savant the guy's a genius he doesn't give a fuck about any of that noise
0: you gotta see a a clip from of him from 15 years ago he is kind of a g i saw that (laughs) he is kind of a g bro
2: so uh, Bill O'Brien got um, side by the Pats for their OC, and then it looks like D'Amico Ryans is going to be going to Houston. Um, he's, I, I, I actually wanted A to legendary. talk about It's kind of fucked up, man. Like D'Amico Ryans, while he's preparing for the fucking Cowboys, had to go and take interviews because they won't hold he, the
1: process. He actually postponed and canceled or canceled two of them because he straight up said like I've got to get back and prepare for the Cowboys and I mean if you're a team interviewing him you got to respect that cuz if you he was to. your coach if he was your Bang. coach that's what you'd want him doing for you exactly. so I mean honestly I'd love for him to get it there but I don't want to see the same bullshit Houston's been doing to where he gets a year or two and then he's out the door like get him in there and give that man at least 4 to 5 years to establish a culture and see what goes from there if he can take the pieces that Lovey Smith
2: was using last year and have them play the same that they played last year, he'll already be a success as a head coach. Like the way that that Houston defense was this past year against the uh the pass specifically, if they can shore up that run defense, which is his whole fucking thing, is making his linebackers sick and making his his schemes unbelievably impressive. So, I I mean, I really wish that he would just come down to Miami and be the defensive coordinator and let's go for a fucking, you know, dynasty run. But that's not going to happen. The dude's young. He ran a great fucking year. Uh, best defense in football. High-scoring defense in football. Lowest scored against. I mean, what else is there to – It was just the run D.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And O'Brien's not confirmed, but he's highly rumored to be I the – I thought – I saw uh, something today. 13. Nothing's been official, but Adam Adam Schefter did report that the rumors are that he is in line to sign as the OC, and he's already let Nick Saban know that he's taking the job. So it's just a matter of ink to paper at this point. Gotcha. They might not be able to do it in the first place.
0: Yo, 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 we'll catch y'all after this quick break. What's up, y'all? We're back. We're going to give you all the angels in the end zone. I got my boy Jamar Chase. They took an end zone tutty away from him, but he should have had two on the day. He had one in the snow. The boy was looking good. Joey Burrow was feeding him that ball.
1: He should have absolutely had two, but I want to just like piggyback on for of something with that that somebody pointed out on Twitter to me earlier today. With that, them calling that an incomplete just to try to keep the bills in that game the nfl did everything in their power this season to make the bills the team of destiny they gave them a new possible neutral site afc championship game they gave them or completely canceled that game so as far as standings and stuff go they were not affected in that at all other than missing out on the first round bye, which don't think it would have really mattered did this. It point wouldn't have, have even if they third. won the game, they wouldn't have uh they
2: still would have been the second exactly.
1: Uh, yeah. Exactly. Like everything they did this season, all the calls that everybody visually could see in every Bills game that just were not being called against them or just blatant calls that shouldn't have been called for other teams. It's just they did everything in their power for it to line up for the Bills this year. And it just did not. And that was so
0: glorious. The script writers got it wrong. So, Justin, who you going to have for your angel in the end zone? The guy scoring touchdowns for you. Who you, would you pick up this week?
1: Oh, he's not scoring touchdowns. He's not even making tackles or kicks or anything. Is he,
0: he's he on the there? sideline
1: calling the plays. I've got D'Amico Ryans. Oh, that he's dude, we just, touchdowns. We just talked about him. But, man, ex-player, you know, came up into the league. J.J. Watt. Has already, like, you know, he speaks very highly of him as he was a rookie coming in and D'Amico was his veteran and just helped him acclimate to the league and how much of a leader he is. And we've been he- hearing about this guy since he was a linebacker's coach the last few years, even back when he was a linebacker's coach in Houston. And I'm just, he's coached his ass off in this postseason here. That defense has been stout all season long they don't have many big name stars other than fred warner and nick bosa and they're just absolutely dominant across the board we thought it was robert and obviously he did play a big part in how that defense has looked the past couple years but the fact that D'Amico has been able to just keep the wheels turning there honestly if he leaves i'm i'm curious about the step back that defense will take in the next coming years here
0: I almost don't want that team to go to the Super Bowl just because of that defense, and it's going to cause for a boring Super Bowl. Valid, you know. Honestly,
1: I didn't even
2: think about that, but that's such a good fucking. Point. Don't
0: want to see a great offense go up against another brick wall. Just not well, fun.
2: that leads me perfectly into my angel. Let's go ahead and hope that Jalen Hurts can continue to play like he's been playing because if he does for another three total touchdowns, then that 49ers offense is going to have a hard time putting up that amount of points on the Eagles defense. That's the, the one thing that we haven't really talked about. And like, I feel like everyone's been hating on the Eagles because of their strength of schedule. But in reality, like even with the tough games they played and, and the people that they have played against, they kind of look like the best overall offense and best overall defense in football. Like, it's pretty difficult to stop them from
1: doing what they want to do. The 49ers had the easiest schedule this season. Their strength of schedule was ranked number 32. So neither of these teams have really played many high-caliber teams. So I think it's going to be a shock for both of them. I wouldn't be shocked to see the under in this game be the play just because these offenses are going to spend most of the game trying to figure out the chess match versus those defense. Defenses, and you mentioned it earlier, Austin, that secondary for the Eagles versus that secondary for the 49ers. To me, that's the X factor in the game there.
2: We did have a couple of injuries uh, this past weekend. Uh, Tony Pollard has already successfully gone over uh, a fibula um, injury. So his fibula got fractured and he's already had surgery. uh, So they're expecting that he's going to be healthy and ready to go by training camp. Dude wasted no fucking time getting under the knife. Pat Mahomes is a uh, high ankle sprain, like we said earlier. It's worrisome. He came back and he looked pretty decent, but he didn't look like Pat. So let's hope that a whole week of rest will let Pat, you know, look like Pat or maybe just inject him with something. I don't know.
1: Let's get uh, a
0: fucking drum roll going. He'll
1: he'll play on one leg if he has to. There's no way that guy's not playing all four quarters. Exactly. The
0: Chiefs quarterback is going to play. Tell you that much. They're going to juice them up just like they did last weekend in the second half.
2: Game Game (laughs) preview.
0: Bengals, the Tigers going to face the Chiefs. Chiefs are underdogs by plus 1.5. That changed due to the injury of Patrick Mahomes, I believe, and to the fact that the Bengals have dominated the Chiefs in every matchup that they played in the past two years, three years.
2: I still think that if Pat was healthy, that the chiefs would be the favorite. If he didn't have the high ankle sprain, even though they've lost six or seven games in a row to,
0: I mean, they would home field advantage too. You know, that's a huge thing when you talk about spreads and stuff, What you got, Justin, you got the Chiefs or the tigers.
1: I love that. They made this the uh, night game just cuz this is going to be the one that's going to be the most electric like we already talked about the defenses for the Eagles and 49ers. So honestly like I said earlier that I I'm going to have to take the Bengals. Like the the fact they're favored on the road in Kansas City, I think it has a lot to do with the 3 and 0 with Burrow versus Mahomes. Mahomes ankle, that's question still up in the air. I don't know how much that's really going to affect their offense just versus his ability to get out of the pocket. And Colby, you mentioned, you know, how the Bengals defense last week was just absolutely (sighs) aggressive as shit. So uh, I'm I'm taking the Bengals in this one on the road. I think they make a back-to-back appearances to the Super Bowl. And I mean, shit, dude, that just, the legacy, that puts Joe Burrow on the Patrick Mahomes trajectory of what we've been talking about with Mahomes legacy here. And if that happens again, Joe Burrow he's about is about to get $500 million. Easily, he's easily the favorite for MVP <laughs> next year. I don't care who else you're looking at. If he goes through a full season, healthy Joe Burrow instantly becomes the golden boy, pretty face of the NFL. I'm pretty sure at that, that point, in that.
2: he gets his own dorm room in the Fort Knox facility or something. They're just going to be bringing him some money for certain. Uh, I think that the Bengals win. I want the Chiefs so bad. And I think, I think I finally figured out why earlier I had an epiphany uh, epipham, epip- 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 epiphany <laughs> epiphany epiphany you'll get
0: through
2: it we got there about uh, you know it's just those dick ass fans that we all got drunk with afterwards whenever uh, we went to the game they were just yeah, being such fans assholes are
0: way more fun the dude giving us shots and so much fun you the fucking what fireball
2: about? guy yeah they're bringing the yeah. nips in and hey you guys want some fireballs yes Home yes we do of
0: the cheese <laughs> But that yeah, stadium Bengals, was so fucking Burrow, sick, too. I can't believe Tomorrow
2: that we've, we, in the past two years, have been to both stadiums for the AFC championship teams for the past two years. Oh, wow. Right?
0: Kind of cool. Well, we got to make a run into the, the NFC side with the 49ers going in to face the Eagles. Eagles are favored minus 2.5. They think they're just going to fly on, fly on by. You know what I'm saying? but i think that defense of the 49ers is going to show up and show out. Brock Purdy is undefeated. He's going to lay his big old cock out and and win that game again. Just somehow. It's just going to happen. At this point, Shanahan,
2: uh, as a Cowboys fan, like you need the 49ers to win, right?
0: No. Like, th- that's it's, like
2: it's just best case scenario cuz then it, the yeah, team Yeah, I mean, I'm, makes so it, and and I'm so back and forth. I'm so back. like you lost. heard me earlier. Yep.
0: Like you heard me earlier, I don't want that great of a defense playing in the Super Bowl. But, yes, as a Cowboys fan, I don't want to see the Eagles fly anymore. (laughs) Fucking die.
1: Now, so just ratings comparison, you're looking at 49ers with the number one overall defense, the Eagles with the number two overall defense, 49ers with the number four overall offense, Eagles with the number nine overall offense, and like we talked about, 49ers with the 32nd strength of schedule played and Eagles with the 31st. So they're easily the best opponent. Either one of them is played all season. That's so fucking stupid, bro. Like if you
2: told me that the two teams with the easiest schedules, were going to make it to the NFC Championship game.
1: I would have been pissed as fuck. Like now, I want, I want, is it just me? Because I know how I feel and I don't know why I feel this way. I feel this way about a lot of people for no reason at all. But Nick Sirianni's fucking face. <laughs> just looks like it it's needs to be voice. slapped at all points. It's no. the way he says it's things. The way his it's his face both. sits. It's, it's the way his mouth sits. I d- and when he when he speaks, gets to talking. Yes. It, I j- he just. Ne- I don't even know what he's saying on the sidelines. But when he starts to but talk, it's, it's, I just it, want it, one of the it, refs to turn around and backhand the shit out of him.
2: So, Ty Schmidt from Pat McAvee Show, I heard his, Nick Sirianni, before I had ever heard Sirianni talk, and it made it ten times fucking worse whenever I heard his first, like, interview. It was like, oh my god, they're so right, like, this guy sounds like a moron. I can't believe he's been on their show. I mean, I guess that's, you know, it's all in good fun, it's all about the ratings and whatever anyways, but...
0: That yeah, we'll get Nick nice. on the show soon. You know. Yeah, just, we'll <laughs> come on, Nick. He...
1: Just, we just don't. You just keep your camera off. We don't have to look at you. We'll just ask you questions.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's definitely not going on after. So, as just far heard. as a
1: game pick, I'm gonna have to go 49ers. Like, I think we're looking at Bengals Niners. 49ers Super Bowl here. You know, that just brings you That's back what my heart to says. the that brings you back to the 80s there with Joe Montana, and you've got fucking uh, Kenny or shit. Who was their quarterback? Boomer Esiason. Boomer, you had Chris Collinsworth out there at wide receiver. Oh, Can you please. imagine Chris no. Collinsworth calling no. the Super Bowl for the Forty ers and Bengals, and how many callbacks he'll make to win? He's not going to be played. calling the Super Bowl. I don't know who's doing it this year. Is it following won that Super Bowl? I don't. Who
0: won that Super Bowl? Uh, the,
1: the 49ers. Niners. Yeah, 90, the Bengals. Okay. Don't have a. Super so Bowl I think that 30. I think
0: that the Niners and Forty and Bengals go, and then the Bengals take it. They somehow just defeat that defense and the, the offense of the 49ers can't keep up Isn't it's gonna it funny? be
1: funny it's gonna be fox okay so that's so uh, tony, be, uh is that tony uh, no that'll be uh kevin burkhart and greg olsen i believe is their number one team for fox
2: nice nice oh, oh wait I wait is, is that troy
1: is that troy aikman no. and joe buck is their monday night football for espn now Oh, that's right! Hell yeah! yeah.
2: So we don't get him yep. for the Super Bowl. I think they were nope. last
1: year. I I don't like them either. I'm I'm so excited for Greg Olson. That'd be cool. It should, if he, if it he's should the guy. be Burkhart and Olson. I'm pretty. Yeah. I, I I've liked Olson in the games I've watched this year from him, and he's really good at like dissecting the play, not giving too much information, or you know, trying to just step into the spotlight too much as you know, kind of Tony like Romo like does
2: but Romo's the goat. He can do that. He's so good. I hate man.
1: <laughs> that CBS doesn't let him predict plays anymore. Bro, because that's that so was stupid. the best thing that we liked about Tony Romo yep. was he would be like, you know, I'm looking at a motion, right? Halfback draw right here. And for it to happen, right? You're just like fucking a bro. Like yeah. it was awesome. And they just were like, nah, let's just cut that out. Like it's showing too much intelligence to the game. You're making Jim Nance look like an idiot over here. But like he I think is. that was the problem. Nance was Jim like, Nance Whoa, you, need to, you need to reel it back there a little bit, buddy. Yeah. Nobody asked you for this information. <laughs> I'll, as a I'll tell fan, you
0: when to talk and then I'll tell you when to shut up. As a Cowboys fan, Tony Romo didn't do shit for us. He let's move into is our whole statistically.
2: <laughs> Still the best uh, Cowboys I, quarterback ever. Crazy. Troy crazy. Aikman didn't do shit. Well, at least Troy did
0: did more for us. Super Bowl yeah, playoff appearances. Did he appearances. do
2: it? Or was it, you know, Deion Sanders and Irving like, and ex, the best it's, running it takes back everybody. in football? No,
0: there ain't no I in team, so, baby. What about, it takes everyone.
2: Is there a, an all I in Emmett
0: Smith? I think there's a couple I's in Emmett Smith, though. Yeah, there's an I. I got a jersey of his. There's a couple I's in his name. <laughs> Yo, Justin. Moving to our hulkster Domus, top five D-linemen edge rushers, boy. Who you got, Justin? We
1: gave you the meat and potatoes on the other side last week with the offensive linemen. This week you're just getting the slab of ribs, the turkey legs. You know, you need that protein. These boys boys. need that stockiness to them a little bit here. So, uh, number one, I've got just D-linemen edge. You know, this isn't including the linebackers that play edge. But the number one overall just period D lineman, you got Jalen Carter out of Georgia. We've mentioned him a lot as far as my draft previews go here, but I mean, 6'3", 300 pounds. He's got the lateral quickness to get up and down the line of scrimmage in the run game. He's also got deceptive change of direction speed to allow him to cut back with certain runs and chase the runner down the sideline. You'll see plenty of plays where he's lined up at defensive tackle and he's making the play 10, 15 yards down the field, which is number one, just unheard of athletically. But number two, that's a motor that you just love to see because he's not quitting. He's not just jogging after the play. He's got elite quickness and his hands. He's fucking Bruce Lee out there as far as chopping these hands and getting, you know, up the line of scrimmage. He's listed more as, like I said, D lineman, not D tackle, because he plays all up and down the line. And he's more just he can just meld into your scheme it doesn't necessarily matter i think he works best in a three four scheme that way you can kind of move him out on the edge put him at down inside and it's you're not just keeping him you know in a four three to where he's just at d tackle the whole game you want to get this guy up and down the line of scrimmage so jalen carter coming in at number one number two i've got miles murphy now he's more of a defensive end edge mix so you're looking at like a three four scheme type for him like essentially a la what like the dolphins the bears these kind of teams run out here for you so this dude you know first team all acc second team all pro or not all pro but you know all ncaa so he's got the accolades coming out of clemson the way that defense looked this year under Dabo, that defense picked it up a lot here now, this dude, he's giving you the speed here at 6'5", 275. You're looking at oh. about 4'5", to 4'6", speed coming off the edge here. I'm elite athleticism. I
2: think that you just gave me my
1: new nightmare. <laughs>
2: that man running at me. I don't know if I'll ever be able to sleep again. 275, 6'5", a four five forty. That guy's going to eat people for lunch.
1: Exactly, and he's viewed by scouts as being significantly better than Cleveland Farrell, who coming out every you know he was just talked about how he went so high to yeah. Oakland, or they were Oakland at the time, so I can say that, ha. Huh. But he he went so high to them, so honestly, like I think his his route was just fucked from the get go coming into the league. They didn't yeah. pick up his option, so I think the next team that get him gets him might get a diamond in the rough there for him. A Jordan Phillips type,
2: somebody that kind of like is able to take that second step in their next role where like him for the, the bills has actually been a solid guy, but he didn't really do much for the dolphins whenever
1: they drafted him early. Exactly. Now the one downside with him is because of his size, he does tend to play tall. So because of that blockers are able to get under his pad level, which he's, you know, he's good with his hands and get that away and get that angle though he does have the bend but it's just a matter of if you know your offensive lineman gets that first step on him he's generally you know got to work a little harder to get off of that block than you would like to see for his size not saying obviously with that side he's got the ability to do it it's just some area of his game that he does need to work on and this both of these guys are projected top 10 right like absolutely maybe yeah, even top five. Yeah. Jalen Carter and Miles Murphy absolutely projected top ten. Now I'd uh, pancake
0: both those fuck boys.
1: Oh, you would.
0: Yeah. Right. Pancake. Syrup on a okay. side, bitch. Again, for everyone
2: out there, it's Austin. <laughs> underscore, for
0: a I'll line up against these boys It won't be shit
1: Look man, we're trying to get interviews on these podcasts At some point here <laughs> So I can't just have you like saying I would destroy you out here Because those hey, we interviews the, we're we going to have Are going to have to be one on one in person With you strapping up And I hell will yeah. pay money to watch it Hell, that's, hell yeah boy that's hell yeah. It goes yeah, No to faith YouTube. in your cuzzo Yes <laughs> All right. So, hey, another Clemson guy coming up here at number three, but this guy's defensive tackle, Brian Brees. This dude here, absolute just beast in the middle on what you like to see here. 6'5, 305, 33 inch arm length, like just elite arm size here coming for you. Now, uh, I want his weaknesses is, and his main concern here is his ACL injury and whether whenever you know he's available to play after the draft and everything if he's going to be the same player that he was beforehand um he has excellent weight room strength but he doesn't necessarily translate it to his game like you would like to see you know using your hands extending your arms and controlling the block as much as a guy of that size that you would like to see do here however with that strength though he is able to plant his anchor in the middle of that D line, stick his head side to side, you know, peak where the running back's at and shed that blocker there and just really plug the line there. You're not looking at a pass rushing defensive tackle here. You're looking at more of a Vita Vea type of plug the middle the and just nothing's getting into the a gap on either side. Number four, we got BJ Ojalary coming out of LSU. This is another guy defensive end edge type mix looking at a 3-4 scheme here. Just getting him, you know, somewhere on that edge. He's better with his hand up, you know, not necessarily in the dirt so he can just use his athleticism to bend around the outside. This guy, you know, smaller than Miles Murphy here, 6'3, 250, but you're looking at elite athleticism for his position here at running in about the 46s in the 40. So That can't necessarily be taught. Whenever you've got that kind of speed with that kind of size, now uh, he's a fluid mover and he pursues the fuck out of the ball. He's just up and down all across the sideline, trying, you know, just trying to make a play. He's in on when you're watching film on him. He's generally in on every play, or he's just around the ball and he's not the guy that you're seeing in the background that's just kind of sitting back watching the play develop because it's on the other side of the field from him. Now, his one issue, his one big weakness, I would say, is because of his position playing that edge outside linebacker role, he does need to put on a little bit of muscle here and throughout his career in these first couple years in order to actually be physically dominant at the position. Now, he's got the athleticism to be effective, but you need if you're needing to bend on the outside or take on these defensive tackles or geez, George Kittle type tight ends, which you know there's not many of them. But you've got to be able to beat those blocks one on one to be able to get around the edge there. His who's six good, three.
0: Who's a good comparison for him?
1: Well, actually, what I was about to say, uh, his six three two forty five kind of
2: reminds me of like a Charles Harris, uh, who the Dolphins took in the first round, doesn't really Charles do Harris. anything. He's playing for the Lions right now, other side of. Um, Hutch
0: Hawkins, Hawkinson Hutch Hutchinson. yeah Hutchinson Hawk used to be Hawk used yeah. to be Mr. Hawk boy
1: the I like his play style and his size is comparable to somebody like Quan Alexander however Quan Alexander is not necessarily your pass rushing outside linebacker yeah. so that's his issue there is exactly if he's not going to put on the muscle he's got to get better in the coverage game
2: and so which Asking a player to make that type of a transition in the NFL, it doesn't generally work out like uh, Jalen Phillips and the Dolphins asking him to like kind of be this pass rush and then drop back guy like Jason Taylor was in the beginning of his career. It it hasn't worked out now. He's just got his hand in the dirt every fucking play and he's got pressure on like 80 percent of all sacks that the Dolphins had this past year. Um, before we get to number five, I've noticed uh, that Will Anderson isn't on your list from Alabama. Um, edge rusher with like 10
1: sacks last year. Uh, Will any- Anderson, he's going to be on next week's list when we dive into the linebackers because he's listed oh, okay. more as a linebacker edge rusher. So gotcha. I didn't want to have this one, you know, too top heavy. I wanted to get deeper into the draft because, you know, Ojalari and uh, even like the next guy we have coming up here. There are more deeper finds in the draft with, you know, back into the first round, middle of the second round here, things like that. I didn't want to just hit you with, oh, all these guys are going in the top 15 here. So a couple of them that should be on this list with the edges will be in the linebackers list next week.
0: Nice. Is he okay, like cool. a Parsons type back? Uh,
1: is, will Anderson? Is there a yeah. Michael Parsons type? No,
0: is he a Michael Parsons Is Will Anderson
2: – a Micah Parsons type guy. You're
0: talking about linebacker DN edge rusher type dude.
1: No, I no, because no, he just,
0: he's six four,
1: two forty five. He's a bit not, bigger. It's not even that. It's he's just not as quick. Micah Parsons' athleticism is really one of one. I mean yeah. Derwin James.
2: He's got and and make Fitzpatrick, I think. He just plays he just plays it at the linebacker position instead of having to play it at the safety. But he's just that roaming like piece that that utility yeah, like, piece
1: honest it you're not gonna hear me really compare nice. anybody to michael parsons unless they're just drop down number one overall pick no matter of the position because my like i said michael parsons is one of one out here
2: if he hadn't had the off the se- off the field issues that he had in college he would have been much higher drafted than he was you guys got lucky as fuck to get him at 10
0: bro the cowboys didn't want him at 10 we wanted patrick Surtain. Yeah. And he I got remember. taken. By the so Broncos. so we were like, all right, I guess we'll take Parsons. And look yeah. how that's turning out. <laughs> and fucking it turned out pretty beautiful. fucking good. Yeah. Greatest fucking defensive player in the league. Well, who you got for number five?
1: All right. So number five, finishing it off here, I got Isaiah Foskey. Pretty sure I'm pronouncing that right. I'm, yeah, I'm for sure pronouncing that right. So, uh, you know, 6'5", 265-pound edge coming out of Notre Dame. You're looking at about the four sevens here. So, to me, what B.J. Ogilari didn't give you is what this guy does give you. He's got the strength at the point of attack. He's got that athlete, elite just hand swiping ability to get you know offensive linemen off of him he's got enough bend to get around the edge and cause problems there his one problem is is again with his size when he plays tall he doesn't have the elite speed to necessarily also just break off of that and you know dip inside as much as you'd like to see so you know he's a bigger set edge here than what you want you know like a jason pierre paul style but, I mean, we've seen Jason Pierre-Paul be effective for many fucking years. And so, I mean 10.5 sacks
2: is more sacks than everybody else on this list in 2022. Uh, 44 tackles on top of that with a forced fumble. I mean, that's production.
1: And he played in Notre Dame. It's not like he played against nobody all fucking year long. Exactly. And, and he was honestly, like, the focal point of that Notre Dame defense. And... Notre Dame's one of those teams, you know, they don't play in the Big Ten, but they're in Big Ten country. Offensive linemen, linebackers, those just hard-nosed positions that you're looking at, you can really never go wrong with a Notre Dame player. Hey, everyone loves Rudy.
0: Rudy. Fuck Rudy. That movie was
1: terrible. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I, like, funny story.
0: I like radio better.
2: My, my freshman year of high school, uh, our head coach was Coach Roush. And he was uh, one of the players that played at Notre Dame when they filmed that movie. So he was in the movie. He was the first guy to drop his jersey on the uh, road. can have my spot, coach. Like that was my fucking head coach my freshman year of football. How did he feel about that?
1: Did he think that was the corniest shit ever? Uh, I mean, that's not what he said to when us. A bunch of kids. The story, they straight up say that never fucking happened. Yeah, like, I mean, he got in and he got a sack in garbage time and the game was already either won or lost. Like, I don't know either way, but that was like, movie magic never fucking mattered. There was no putting him on your shoulders and carrying him out of the stadium like none of that fucking bullshit like fuck that fucking movie because it was just all oh hey let's just make everybody's hearts feel happy for a little bit and yes hey, little guys you, Austin, radio was so much better because that was a reason <laughs> to fucking feel good because that was a true story
0: it was a just great give movie. that
1: motherfucker his pies <laughs>
0: hey well if you made it through this far we hope you enjoy the episode you can follow all the boys on the twitter I'm at Austin underscore PFP. You got Coach at Coach underscore PFP. And then Justin at PFP underscore Justin. We love y'all. Tune in next week.